The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For someone you know has a child with autism in their family, answers and support can be hard to come by. Welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio with host Dr. Bill Freya. We will offer practical information for parents of children of all ages, as well as explore treatment topics and recent research related to autism. Now, here is Dr. Bill Freya. And welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Freya. I'm a clinical psychologist and the founder of Autism Spectrum Therapies, a national agency providing resources and services to individuals of all ages who are living with autism spectrum disorders and other developmental issues. Thank you so much for joining us this week for another information-packed hour of autism-related topics. We created the show for parents and professionals to learn more about autism treatments, issues and options in education, advocacy opportunities, and in general, we want to be a resource to you, and I hope we're doing that. If you have any suggestions for us, just email me at moreinfo at autismtherapies.com, or uh, you can always visit us on Facebook, Autism Therapies. I love the opportunity to share information with you and to discuss autism issues with a great new guest each week, and we have had some incredible guests on Autism Spectrum Radio. If you missed any of our shows, uh, please go to the radio page at autismtherapies.com. And you'll find links to all of our past shows there, as well as a schedule for the upcoming weeks and topics and guests. Last week, we discussed preschool issues and what to expect in a preschool program that will support the needs of a child on the autism spectrum. And Dr. Eileen Schwartz had great practical evidence-based information on what you should consider when you're looking into preschools. And it is so important to know what to look for when sending your child to school for the first time to understand what a good program is. And as she said, give your expectations to the school and to the other families to try to work together uh, on a common goal of what you'd like the program to be. If you enjoyed hearing about preschool issues, don't miss our discussion with Dr. Phil Strain in two weeks. He's also discussing early educational issues and his longitudinal research on what really works in the classroom. He's one of the most famous experts in educating young children with autism, so you really don't want to miss that show. You know, one thing that keeps coming up on our show is how critical it is to gather good information on proven treatments and educational programs. Now, that act of learning what's best for your child and making sure he or she gets what they need, and then sharing that information and helping other parents learn and, and demand what is right, I mean, that, that is advocacy. I mean, even in its smallest form, advocacy can change a life. You know, giving your knowledge and experience to others to support them in an IEP or making a preschool decision or finding the first job for an individual with autism coming out of school, that is heroic. You know, advocacy is what keeps our field, community, research, our motivation moving forward. You know, there, there's so much to learn, and parents can support each other along the way. And being part of a support group is a way of doing that, or emailing other parents when you learn something new, helping to host a guest speaker. There's so many ways to participate in advocacy. And today, you know, that, that is our topic. We're going to be talking 
uh, with Matthew Asner, the executive director of Autism Speaks, Southern California. He's an amazing advocate uh, for a range of issues that we'll be diving into. I had the pleasure of uh, meeting Matthew Asner when I was a guest on his radio show. I encourage you to tune into Autism America if you are not already a listener. It's a fun and informative show. And more recently, I've had the pleasure of working with Matt on the board of Autism Speaks, Southern California, and he's doing great work. I'm so grateful he agreed to come on Autism Spectrum Radio to share his passion with us. Obviously, advocacy is a broad term. Most parents are advocates, I believe, in one way or another. You want the best for your child and their classroom and their school. You want to support quality programs and opportunities for all children with special needs. And some parents become full-time super advocates. Um, This can range from making themselves available to attend all the IEPs with other parents who need their experience, knowledge, and support, maybe being on boards of major advocacy groups, or working with a legal practice on special ed issues and clients' rights. Now, these are all you know, kind of this uber advocate, super advocate uh, ways dedicating most of their, their time and energy to the cause. But, you know, most average parents are just day-to-day advocates, um, and that's more common. These are parents who are always looking for an opportunity to make a difference. They know when other parents need a hand and they reach out. They see when a school needs to do better and they speak up, they speak loud and strong. Uh, They write the letters, they make the phone calls, they're focused on always learning more and disseminating all the things they learned with the other families. I think the autism community is somehow prone to advocacy. It's hard not to care passionately once you're touched by autism. The children are so vulnerable in so many ways, but there's also so much to do. There's so much hope. There's so much that we know uh, and that we can share. And we're learning how to more effectively treat autism and that it uh, motivates people. We're learning what education should look like, like what Dr. Schwartz shared with us last week with those examples. You know, legal support is also uh, more easy to find than it was just 10 years ago. When we talked to Michael Jewell several weeks ago, he was uh, very concrete about what he does to support families through the IEP process. And there are more people like him uh, popping up. So uh, where, where it gets harder, I think, it's harder to be an advocate on issues where there is still so much road to be paved. Uh, One of those areas is transition to adulthood. Uh, With the epidemic gradually aging, we're seeing more students on the spectrum approaching high school age, often with little support ahead of them, Uh, little support in developing basic career skills or community skills, how to be a member of the community and get their needs met, or uh, being just adequately prepared for independent living. Adolescents and adults need more help than ever in finding a path to a quality life. And there's certainly a growing understanding of this need and a response from groups like Autism Speaks to try to find what's working out there and how we spread the word on those gold nuggets that we find. I'm sure Matthew uh, will want to share some of the experiences in this. And you may have heard about the recent study that has just been published, and it's uh, getting a lot of media attention. Uh, It was uh, published in Pediatrics. Uh, The big takeaway from the study was that after leaving school, About half of young adults with autism don't have a job to go to or even a training program they're going into or college or anything to support them. Uh, And that was shocking. Uh, When the study looked out six more years, six, seven more years after high school, the number was still 35%. 35% of young adults with autism had no paid job experience or college or technical schooling ahead of them. So a third of our kids are leaving high school without the preparation to get a job or get into a training program. So if we take this problem out, let's say 10 years, we have a half a million new kids reaching adulthood over that period of time. That's right. Uh, over the next decade, 500,000 new young adults will be leaving school and entering adulthood. 
So what's 35% of half a million? That's 175,000 young adults added to the already staggering number of adults with autism who do not have a productive job or training or support to find their place. Now, this, this is a strong study. It's performed by a highly credible researcher, Paul Shattuck at uh, Washington University in St. Louis. He's done excellent research in the past, and he knows, he knows what he's doing. So these are real numbers. The study used data from about five years ago. So the job market has, has only gotten worse, and obviously federal and state funding has only decreased. And since then, we've learned that about 1 in 88 children are diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder. Uh, Dr. Shattuck described this phenomenon as a wave of children diagnosed with autism aging towards adulthood. And, and it is. It's a tidal wave that people are mostly looking away from. You know, it's hard to look at. Peter Bell from Autism Speaks was quoted as saying that families struggle to understand that transition, transition to adulthood, ultimately, what it ultimately entails. They don't really understand what's ahead of them. I think that advocacy is going to play a strong role in defining the solution because the solution is going to involve specific training and support and a lot of really hard work. Uh, parents need to understand what is coming, to be aware of the hard work ahead and to seek help. And the author of the study also said that many of the families he spoke to described the experience as falling off, falling off of a cliff. Services just shriveled up when their kids grew up. You know, it's easier to describe the needs and the treatments for young children. It's much harder as they get older. And a, big pro- a big part of the problem is this lack of understanding of what needs to happen before high school, much earlier. Um, transition to adulthood needs to start at age 9, 10. You know, interests need to be defined and nurtured. Independence needs to be expected earlier than high school, much earlier. And parents need to be told this with programs developed to help them create a roadmap that has them working towards things like community participation, uh, early employment skills, uh, independence at home and out of the home, well before the teen years. You know, experts see this kind of as a mixed bag, and it's these two major issues that come together. There's the parent expectations that need to be addressed, and our school's lack of resources need to be addressed as well. Uh, when we spoke to Judy Mark on our show several weeks ago, she felt passionate about parents coming together to develop communities to deal with this uh, for the individuals who don't have uh, their their jobs lined up or their futures lined up. She advocates for building opportunities for families to come together communally and to, to, sh- to share and support, create meaningful work uh, together. And I think those are the creative things that are really amazing, the advocates that are that are working hard to find solutions and sharing them with other families. Really good ideas. The issue will eventually be solved, I'm sure. But but what do we do today? How do we build on our advocacy and better focus advocacy efforts on this issue? If we examine any significant law or policy that changed the lives of individuals with autism, it started with parents. You know, whether it was the Landrum Act in California or insurance reform or any significant policy change. It began with a group of parents standing up and fighting for their children. And the one thing they had to do was bring parents together to rally the troops. And this is the power of advocacy. The passion and commitment spreads. And when parents come together to talk, whether at a conference or over coffee, their combined enthusiasm is greater than you can imagine. This is what is so special about organizations such as Autism Speaks because it provides a context for amazing things to happen. It's a tangible thing that people can rally around. It's a resource for learning, it's a mechanism to fund powerful initiatives. You know, the difference between seeking help and seeking opportunities to help may not be all that great. When you join others, you gain their strength. You help yourself 
in the in the process. And one thing I'm looking forward to uh, is for Matt Asner after our break uh, to talk to us about how he became an advocate and how he uh, learned to rally the troops so well. Not all parents take on an advocate role in the way that some super advocates do. It's not. It's an overwhelming proposition when you have a job and you have children at home and you're attending sports uh, games and you've got homework to monitor and five hours of sleep. You know, it's not possible for everybody to to become the super advocate. But for those uh, who take the passion of helping their their children, uh, helping others uh, to uh, learn the things that they've learned, to navigate the system, to cope with the diagnosis and all that that brings, it's a special path. I've never met a parent who hasn't said that the diagnosis didn't change them. The, the stories are often very different, but with pros and cons. But for the the major advocates, it's often described as a metamorphosis, something that called to them, and um, and that's a very special thing. When we come back, we'll be talking uh, with Matthew Asner, the executive director for Autism Speaks Southern California. Uh, he's always uh, a wonderful person to listen to with a lot to share. If you have a question uh, for Matthew or you'd like me to ask or a topic, you can always post it on our Facebook page, Autism Therapies. Or just email me at moreinfo at autismtherapies.com, and we'll try to work it in. Uh, I always enjoy hearing uh, what Matt has to say, so uh, let's stay tuned, and we'll be right back with Matthew Asner. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Need to replace aging IT infrastructure? Want a way to scale IT resources on demand? Looking for affordable disaster recovery alternatives? Then maybe the cloud is for you. If you aren't sure where or how to start, CenterBeam can help. Over the past decade, we've moved hundreds of clients to the cloud and for a limited time are offering a 25% discount on a cloud readiness assessment. It includes detailed recommendations for your transition to the cloud and is yours to keep. Call 877-710-8880 or visit centerbeam.com forward slash voice America. Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio with Dr. Bill Freya. At AST, we are committed to supporting families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today to let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, creating futures for individuals with autism. Visit AutismTherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. Everyone deserves a life filled with happiness, confidence, and achievements. Code Metro, developers of NPA Works business management software, is proud to partner with Autism Spectrum Therapies and its efforts in creating futures for individuals with autism. To fulfill our duties, we promise a special needs product that helps organizations operate efficiently, providing them with a business system that evolves as rapidly as they do. The results? A streamlined practice to help maintain quality services. Discover how we help businesses succeed at NPAWorks.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
This is Autism Spectrum Radio with Dr. Bill Freya. If you have a question or comment for the host or guests, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Free, and today we are speaking with Matthew Hasner. Matthew spent a lot of his life in the entertainment industry, from acting to directing. He has a younger brother with autism, as well as a nine-year-old son with autism spectrum disorder. Uh, Matthew now serves as the executive director for Autism Speaks Southern California, and I'm privileged to serve on the board and witness the hard work and passion that he puts into this role. He has the type of contagious energy you want from someone leading the troops, that's for sure. Uh, the recent L.A. walk, for those who didn't hear, for L.A. walk for Autism Speaks, was attended by over 30,000 people, raised over $1.7 million, uh, and that's what a lot of that hard energy uh, produces. Matthew and his father, Ed Asner, have long been powerful spokesmen for autism causes, especially related to education. And I'm so thankful uh, that we have him on the show today. Welcome, Matt. How are you doing? I'm great. It's my pleasure, Bill. It's always great to talk to you, and uh, I've been listening to, you, to the show a little bit uh, while I've been on hold, and I, you know, I, I really completely agree with what you're saying uh, well, in terms you. of transition. Well, thank you. You know, I, you know, I'd love to start with just your personal story of how autism has touched your life and what that's led you to. Well, it all started 16 years ago. Uh, my father gave me a call. Um, and let me know that my my older brother and my older brother my younger brother I, I wish he was my older brother um, had uh, been diagnosed with autism. Uh, he was uh, eight at the time. I was uh, in my early twenties, and um, you know when I heard that you know that he was he'd been diagnosed with autism, I kind of thought, oh okay, uh, what do I know about autism? I I'd seen Rain Man, so I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to get him in the car. We're going to travel up to Vegas, and we're going to going to make some money. But, uh, you know, I soon learned that that's really not autism, uh, that it's uh, a wide spectrum, and there are all sorts of different facets to the disorder. And, um, he, you know, I saw the hard work my dad did with, with, with Charlie uh, and his, uh, um, his wife. Um, they were, you know, tireless advocates for his, for his education, uh, as a parent has to be. And uh, then um, about uh, nine years later, uh, my, my own son was diagnosed with autism. Uh, and it, uh, uh, how can I say it? I guess it rocked my world. It, it yeah. shook it to its core. You talk about, you know, uh, the, describing someone saying it, it, it's like falling off a cliff. cliff. Boy, it's like falling off a cliff. Uh, because you, you hear this news and... You know, and I gotta say, you know, it's so interesting because I've been talking to a lot of people about this. And it's all about you. When you hear about your child being diagnosed with autism, your reactions all have to do with you. It's all your hopes. It's all your dreams. You know, that have been, you know, momentarily, you know, dashed against the rocks of, of this cliff that you're falling off. And, and so, um, you know, it was fascinating for me to kind of realize that, you know, it was a very selfish reaction for me to kind of become upset and angry at my son's diagnosis because it's it's still an his life is still an open book. Mm-hmm. It's not a shut book. I, I quickly shut the book when I heard about the diagnosis and became very angry and upset and bitter 
Uh, and for about a year, I kind of wandered around, kind of, you know, really feeling sorry for myself and thinking, you know, that my life was over. And um, uh, I actually read a, uh, uh, I read an ad for the, for the, for What Now for Autism Speaks in Los Angeles. I uh, decided that I was going to go. I called a friend of mine and said, hey, I'm going to go to this walk. What do you think? And he said he had a son with, with Down syndrome. Uh, and he said, no, don't go. You're just going to get depressed. It's just a bunch of people with the same problems you have. Yeah. And, and I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll see how it, how it is. Uh, and I went and it was unbelievable. It totally, you know, opened my eyes. You know, here were, you know, over 25,000 people who had the same problem that I had. They, had the, yeah. they woke up with the same issues that I woke up with. They had the same dreams that I had. And, and it, I felt so unalone and I felt so supported just by being around those people that um, it really changed the way I thought about everything. And I, I used that energy to uh, do whatever I could for the community. Um, and I got very involved, like you said, I got very involved with education, uh, specifically special education. And, um, you know, there, there have been a lot of cuts to special education, and there still are. And um, it's, it's very difficult for families to get services at times. There's a disparity between, you know, race and, and, and class. And, and uh, I've been fighting against that. And, um, it, and that drew me to Autism Speaks. Uh, because I really felt a large organization. I wanted to get involved with a large organization that could effectuate change, that had a large advocacy wing, uh, that, that spoke directly to a large group of people who could motivate and mobilize. And I really feel that Autism Speaks uh, has that component to it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned kind of that first step of, of understanding there's a community to support you. And, and really be having to, having to start to face all the special education issues. You know, one question that comes up, uh, from listeners and, and all the parents I talk to is that IEP issue. And I'm sure you've attended your fair share of them. What are there things you tell parents who are preparing either for their first IEP or have just had a miserable experience and want to know how they can make it easier? Well, an IEP is one of the most horrifying things you'll ever go to when the first time you go. Yeah. Because it's, it's all about intimidation. I mean, you're sitting in this room with people who, um, first of all, they're directly re- responsible for the direction of your, your son or your daughter's education. Um, and, and they're, they're the first line of, of offense or defense in, in your, your child's getting those services that they desperately need. So there's, you know, intimidation for you right there. Then you add PhDs to the mix and, and, um, uh, all sorts of degrees behind them, uh, and they all kind of sit there, you know, basically, you, you know, I, I'm not saying they're all against you, but what I'm saying is that they're, they're the first line of defense in terms of the school, you know, the school system, uh, and giving your child the services that they need. So, um, and of course, everyone knows how difficult it is to get those services. Uh, if you don't walk in with an attorney, uh, it seems like you're not going to get them. And uh, that's the, the, the day, the age we live in, unfortunately. Right. That, uh, I think the, the schools feel that it's cheaper to litigate or than, than it is to, to give these children services. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why we've gone in that direction, but I guess that's that's how people feel nowadays. Right. And, you know, I, I, I we had a, uh, a lawyer speaking on our show about uh, how important it is to, to get prepared, to not walk in and just hear what you have to hear, but walk in knowing what you have to say and understanding your rights. And, you know, I think that's incredibly important. I, I think a little bit of legal advice goes a long way into not just decreasing the intimidation, but giving you some, some focus and some courage. Well, like there... any meeting, like any meeting you go into uh, for work or like if you go into a meeting for work, you're going to want to be prepared. Uh, this is, should be no different. Uh, if you're going into a meeting concerning your, your son or your daughter's future, you're going to want to be prepared. Uh, and that includes knowing your rights, knowing uh, you know, where you stand legally. Uh, and understanding the, uh, you know, the complexities of what an IEP is, what your what your rights are. Should you don't have to sign when you when you finish that meeting, you know, you can go to due process. There's such a thing as stay put. You know, people should know what these are, what these issues yeah. are. Right. You know, is there a single issue that um, around advocacy, around the work that you're doing, something that you want to highlight, make sure people know? I know that you've been working area of self advocacy and some some other. Um, really important issues. What would you like to highlight as as maybe one of the top ones, one or two? Well, I think there are two issues that we're faced with today that um, are paramount. They're, they're they're the most important issues of our day. Uh, and of course, one of them is making sure that we have early diagnosis as early as possible, so that children can get the services they need uh, for their future. Um, and, you know, I think Autism Speaks has, you know, really become, you know, very important in, in, that, in that direction uh, in, in making sure that, that these kids, that most kids, you know, can get, can get the services they need quickly. Um, so it's important for, for parents to get on, on, the, on the train as early as possible. Yeah. You know, as soon as they see something that they think might be a sign, uh, you know, and, and I'm not saying there's a lot of paranoia out there right now because the numbers are high, one in 88, one in 54 for boys. You know, parents are looking at their children uh, with a with a new kind of eye, and that's a good thing. But but it can also cause a lot of stress in a family because I know a lot of people have come to me and said, you know, I I uh, I, I think my my child has autism. And I said, well, are they exhibiting you know any signs? Um, you know, we have a, a video glossary at, at Autism Speaks that you can go and, and look at. And I said, take a look at that and call me back and, and, and let me know. And, and so they called me back and they said, no, they're not really exhibiting any signs, but I'm just really worried about it. And I said, well, don't worry about it until you have something to worry about. You know, if you have right. something to worry about, then call your doctor and make sure you get seen. Um, you know, but uh, it's important to, to, to keep an eye on it, though, because the, the earlier the diagnosis is, the better it is. You know, my, my son was diagnosed when he was four. But we were having services through the regional center as early as 18 months. Oh. So, you know, he, he uh, but they, they just strung out the diagnosis. Not sure why, but um, it was strung out. Um, but so I feel we have to make sure that children are diagnosed at, at as early an age as possible. I feel that's a very important issue. The other issue I feel is really important is making sure that um, our adults with autism and Asperger's and PDD-NOS uh, are all taken care of. 
They're, and when I say taken care of, I mean that they, they don't, their services don't cut off when they turn, you know, 21 or 25, that, that they don't get cut off, that, you know, that we find, you know, ways to, to give them help with employment. Um, and that parents are equipped with the knowledge and the tools to make sure that that transition uh, is as easy as possible. Um, and, and we spoke a little bit before we went on the air. When you, when you, when you hear your child has autism, you, you, uh, you tend to put your head in the sand. You know, it's like an ostrich. And, and you know, the, I was, was fascinated by ostriches because they put their heads in the sand when they're afraid of something or when they're trying to protect themselves, and they leave their body prone. Their body's prone to whatever's out there. So, you know, the, well, that's what we do. We put our heads in the sand and tend not to meet something head-on, uh, but we're kind of leaving the body out there to be exposed to whatever is you know, going to attack. So it's important that we deal with this, and that includes, uh, you know, a plan for transition. We need to have a plan for transition. We, have, we need to prepare these kids, like you said, at nine, at eight, and and and, and give them the tools that they're going to need to find employment when they're older. And that's, right, and, yeah. and parents re- parents really need to have models and examples. And we're just now getting to the point where people are understanding how important this is to to start thinking about these patterns earlier. And let's take a quick break and come come back to this because it's so important. And uh, we'll take it from here. We're talking with uh, Matthew Asner, Executive Director of Autism Speaks Southern California. We'll be right back. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. At Autism Training Solutions, we know what it's like to work with children with autism. And we know what professional development can do for a school, a child, and a family. That is why we want to give 50 schools in the U.S. access to ATS professional development for a whole year. All you need to do is tell us how ATS would make a difference for your team in a one-minute video or a 500-word essay. For a complete set of rules, visit AutismTrainingSolutions.com backslash contest. Shepard Mullen Richter in Hampton is a proud supporter of Autism Spectrum Therapies. Shepard Mullen is a full-service law firm with more than 570 attorneys in 14 offices located in the United States, Europe, and Asia. Companies turn to Shepard Mullen to handle corporate and technology matters, high-stakes litigation, and complex financial transactions. For more information, please visit ShepardMullen.com. BDO is dedicated to service, from serving our clients to serving the communities in which we live and work. Through BDO Counts, our national corporate volunteer program, employees across the country volunteer their time, talent, and resources for the good of local communities. And now, BDO is proud to support Autism Spectrum Therapies. We believe in doing our best to make the world a little better. That's why people who know community involvement know BDO. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Autism Spectrum Radio with Dr. Bill Freya. If you have a question or comment for the host or guests, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. 
That's more info at AutismTherapies.com. Now, back to the program. Yeah, welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio. I'm your host, Bill Free, and we're continuing our conversation with Matt Asner, the Executive Director of Autism Speaks Southern California. And we're talking about you know, preparing children for their future and the reliance that parents have on schools for uh, getting their child independent and, and ready to be in the community. And that's not necessarily what special education is doing, is able to do, is funded to do. And, uh, and Matt, has that been your experience that your child is getting to the, to the point where uh, these are some of the things that are popping up for your personal goals? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think, you know, one of the, one of the most impressive things I, I, I've, what I've heard, you know, was from Temple Grandin, and, and, and that is you have to find that, that thing that, that, that makes them who they are and, and let them flourish. You know, I think too many, there's too many times where, you know, we all have, we all have these notions that we want to, we want to guide them into things, music or, you know, art or whatever. They're going to do it themselves. They're going to find what makes them tick because they're, they're still people. They still work like, like, you know, typical people. They, they, they're going to find what makes them into what, what they're interested in and they're going to gravitate towards it. And it's up to us to kind of keep an eye on what they gravitate towards and, and direct them, you know, so that they can latch on. Um, because that's, that's a part of the process of, of transition. It's trying to find that at an early age and, and, and foster it and, and nurture it. And I think that, uh, schools, um, you know, perform, which perform an amazing, uh, service to, to our children. I, I do believe that, that that's something that the parents really have to keep an eye on because they're, they're the ones that are going to see it. Yeah. Um, right. They're the ones that are going to see it. And so it's kind of like there's this bucket of things that your child needs to learn as, as they approach their adolescence, teen years, and adulthood. And the school's taking care of some, some of that, but it's really the parent's job to define what the rest of that is. Like you said, that, that that's that's golden information. What it what it is that makes your child motivated? What they're going to be excited about? What you're going to nurture in them to support who they are? And um, the school's not going to do that part, right? And exactly. the parents don't, don't necessarily have a roadmap of how that how that gets them to adulthood. And you know, Autism Speaks has has created a lot of tools and done a lot of things uh, to to highlight this. Are, are there some some of the major things that Autism Speaks doing that you'd like to to highlight in this regard? Well, I think we're, we're you know, we're, what we're doing is we're, we're creating a, a database of, of services and resources for adults. Uh, but we're also, um, you know, we're, we're also, we also have a housing portal, which I think is amazing, you know, that, that, um, people can look, look for housing in their area. Um, and I want to, I want to go back real quick and, and just sure. talk about an important issue that I think people kind of gloss over. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, when you're, you know, when your child is, is growing up, when they're seven, eight, nine, ten, um, we need to start training them to be safe at that right. age. So, uh, and when I, when, when, and there's this incredible guy, and I, for, forgive me because I don't know where he's, where he's from, but, but he's, he's, uh, he, he's an amazing, uh, Dr. Peter Gerhardt, do you know who he is? I do. He's going to be on our show in a few weeks. He's amazing. He is yes. really, really amazing. And um, one of my biggest fears at looking at my nine-year-old growing up is, is the whole idea of sexuality. Yeah. You know, of, 
of, of dealing with men and women uh, and that whole dynamic. Because I see it. I see right now, I see my nine-year-old. I see him, uh, I see him doing things that, that concern me a great deal. Because it's not, it's not like just a kid doing this. It's something that, that he needs to outgrow. Because, and he needs to be taken, you know, he needs to be taught not to do it. Uh, because um, he'll go up and stroke a woman's hair. He'll go up and sit on someone's lap and, and hug them. Um, and and it's, it's a dangerous thing because, you know, he's going to be, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and it's not going to be cute anymore. Right. So uh, we all have to be very careful about how we teach our kids about sexuality. It's an incredibly important thing. I mean, you know, we have a great advantage over someone with autism. We, we, you know, we, we understand the complexities and the roles and the politics of sexuality and of, 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 of you know, being a man and being a woman. Uh, people with autism don't understand that. You know, they don't, they don't get it. Even if you teach them about it, they still have a hard time doing, you know, uh, working with that, working under that structure. Right. And you mentioned earlier putting your head in the sand. That's an easy area to put your head in the sand. <laughs> well, yeah, no one wants to deal with that. I mean, you know, I have a 12-year-old who, who is starting to talk about that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, and, you, you know, you have, to, you have to be honest with yourself and honest with your child, I think. Um, because um, uh, my, my parents never spoke to me about any of that stuff. Never. I had to figure that out on my own. Right. Uh, and um, I certainly don't want that happening with my kids. Not, not in this day and age where you have the, you know, the Internet and, and you know, I, I mean, you, you can find anything on the Internet. And, and it's a, a very dangerous place, I think, in, in regards to um, children and what, what they can find. Yes, and kids are getting their smartphones earlier and earlier. we got... Uh, I see third graders and fourth graders getting on the internet with their phones. It's, it is, it is very scary. I would yeah, love to you, hear. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go. I just, you know, I, I, I want to get into a little bit with, um, with, with some of the stuff that Autism Speaks is doing because I, I don't want to, you know, it's such an opportunity to have you on the show. I don't want to, I don't want to let it get by. You know, there's so many things happening there around, um, you know, resources that are going into insurance reform. It's and parents are asking yeah. all kinds of questions about, you know what's related to insurance, how they get more resources for insurance, how do they learn about their coverage and who provides uh, services. I mean, are you seeing that, you know, there's 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 kind of been this door opened up, Autism Speaks has helped open up the door in 31 states, I think, now? And, 31 and, states. Yeah. I think I think that the door is opening. And, um, uh, and, I, and I think we've done an incredible job in terms of um, using autism votes to get the word out and to... Uh, you know, to make sure that people knew, you know, when votes were coming up in their states uh, and when they're coming up in their states. And, and um, but, you know, I think it's important to point out that the fight is not over, you know, that, that we're not done by any means. Once the law is passed in a state, it becomes about implementation, making sure that that happens and making sure that we continue to put the pressure on, um, on, on our leaders uh, and make sure that, that, that you know that this is taken care of. Yeah, it seems to me like the harder work in some regards is still to come um, with uh, with 
like you said, implementation, having insurance companies do what's right, having the states do what's right, the transition is really confusing for families. We're getting a lot of calls from families who are wondering about um, why, for example, in California, why regional centers aren't covering their co-pays and why there's not this system to help them, um, you know, continue to to move forward with the services that they're used to. It's not like, uh, like you said, it's not like the work is over. I think that's hard. Uh, The work is far from over. I I mean, unfortunately, it's, um, it's going to be a learning process. And, and, you know, there are, um, you know, certainly, I mean, you guys, uh, autism second therapies, you guys, um, have, have been students of what's going on. And you, 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 you know, you, you're working on how to deal with people and their insurance companies. And, and I think it's important, you know, for, for service providers to understand the laws and understand how insurance companies are working and, and, and work with their, with their, uh, clients on getting them through that process because it is, um, it's, you know, it's kind of like a minefield sometimes and unfortunately. And um, so we have to make sure that, that, you know, that doesn't get crazy. Right. And that families are supporting each other because we're finding that for every family, it's a different story about um, what they're going through, what, you know, not just with their different insurance carriers, but just what they're being told and the confusion that's out here. And we're trying to get parents to talk more, you know, like getting on our blog and sharing what they're going through. So it's not just everybody on their own, but trying to create a community to, to help support each other. And that's kind of the advocacy theme that we're trying to, to, to move forward. And Autism well, Speaks is one example. That's, that's essential. It's essential. And um, one thing that... Um, that we need right now in this in this age of cuts and um, and, and budget slashing and, and you know services being ended right and left. I think we need to have the strongest community possible, uh, which means that we have to put aside all of our differences and and walk forward in the into the future. You know, together, unified, uh, without any without any problems with each other. Because the only way that 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 we're going to you know keep this going. And and um, uh, keep people kind of a little bit nervous about who we are and how large a group we are. Is if we stay together, yeah. if we if we keep splintering off into these different factions, into different you know political you know climates, and and, and you know uh, the anti-vaccine group, the vaccine group, you know if we keep doing this, uh, you know it's not going to be good news. So we need to we need to put aside our differences and move forward as a as a unified group, yes. and 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 use our communities, come together, you know, in in groups and, and to teach people self advocacy. I think is one of, is going to be one of the most important things uh, in the next ten years. Um, building groups and and that can teach people how to do things for themselves. To me, is, is is a very very important area. Right, that's that's enormous uh, and 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 well said. And I think that's uh, that's something that uh, more and more families are moving towards. It's not just about independence and and getting to adulthood. It's about you know teaching sustainable self advocacy skills. And uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, if you talk to any if you talk to any special education lawyer, they're going to tell you go in on your own, know your rights, go in on your own. And take it as far as you can, and if you find that you can't take it any further, then bring us in. Um, and and with that's true with anything. Uh, we need to learn how to fight for ourselves, 
Uh, and, um, you know, there, there, there are these great organizations like, um, I don't know if you've ever, um, she should, she'd be a great guest on your show, um, Janine Steele. Oh, who runs yeah. The, the Learning Rights Law Center. Uh, they, they have these groups that meet every Saturday called Tiger Groups. And these are parent groups, and they get together and discuss IEPs, you know, issues that are important to, to the, the future of their children. And um, Janine uh, teaches these groups to advocate for themselves oh. and to know their rights. And these people are, you know, they're, um, you know, you know, mostly mostly Hispanic uh, and and with limited language uh, English language skills, and um, and they are some of the most incredible people I've ever met. Wow. Well, that's a that that is a great reference, and uh, I think we're gonna we'll go ahead and post um, more about that so people can read about it um, and follow through. You know, uh, Matt, we're gonna have to take our our break. I, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate all the hard work that you're doing, and especially taking time to talk to me and our listeners. I I think that's just been wonderful. Thank you so much. We've been talking to Matthew Asner, and we'll be right back. helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. Parents of special needs individuals want to know if the care their loved ones are receiving is the best possible. We at Code Metro, developers of NPA Works, business management software for special needs providers, understand the unique necessities of running a successful organization. NPA Works helps free providers of tedious tasks like scheduling and insurance billing. Ensure your clinic is maximizing the time they give to your loved one. Ask if they use NPA Works. Visit us at npaworks.com to see how we can help. If you are considering how cloud computing might benefit your business, CenterBeam's Cloud Readiness Assessment can help. Our track record includes over a decade of service delivery experience, and our customer satisfaction leads the industry. We've moved hundreds of clients to the cloud and can help you identify the best strategy for your business. Call today to get a 25% discount on your assessment, 877-710-8880. The assessment is yours to keep and will provide specific insight into how the cloud can work for you. Call 877-710-8880 or visit centerbeam.com forward slash voice America. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Autism Spectrum Radio with Dr. Bill Freya. If you have a question or comment for the host or guests, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Freya. Thanks again to Matt Asner for joining us today. That was a terrific interview. I always enjoy hearing what he has to say. He's doing great work for Autism Speaks. As most of you are probably aware of, um, the Autism Speaks website has a ton of great information and resources. He referenced some of that. But uh, if you've got a couple of days to hunker down, you can maybe get through it all. 
Uh, if you don't have a couple of days, at least uh, get to the Family Services tab and take a look at the different toolkits that they offer. They're all free and downloadable. As always, we're not selling anything, just offering some resources, and that's a good one. Uh, the Autism Speaks website is uh, is just one uh, one resource in that regard. I would also encourage you to uh, look at the AST website. Uh, we have tip sheets that are easy to print out and just stick to your fridge or hand to a friend who may need some quick information on something they're dealing with, either as a parent or a teacher. Uh, AutismTherapies.com. Give it a give it a look. Uh, I know it's hard to absorb a ton of information in an hour. I always try to point out, you know, different resources on the show. We've talked about Autism Speaks website. And last week we talked about the Frank Porter Graham uh, Center website. Some organizations putting out uh, really important information. I. I hope uh, we are getting to you the things that you need. If we're not, you can always you know, send me an email and more information, more info, I'm sorry, at autismtherapies.com. It's important to me that you're aware of the growing resources available on our site. We put so much energy into creating the new content and resources, and I know that it might be challenging navigating everything. So I just want to take one moment to highlight our blog uh, on the AST website. Under resources, you'll find a blog tab, and there you'll find... Uh, uh, written blogs, not just by myself, but by others, as well as a number of uh, really informative video blogs. And many of the posts include links to additional information around that topic, resources you can go to to extend uh, the information that you're getting. And I hope you find it useful and, and visit the page regularly. Um, become a part of our community. And as always, let us know what you think. Let us know how we're doing. Give us some requests and ideas of what would make autismtherapies.com better. Uh, we'd appreciate that input. The contributions to our blog from parents are particularly valued. It's uh, great to have parents participating and expressing themselves on the uh, Autism Therapies blog. Uh, you know, while it's always inspiring to listen to a super advocate, uber advocate like uh, Matthew Asner, it's equally important to hear uh, many different voices and perspectives. And hopefully today's discussion got you inspired to share information with our listeners and readers. Go to the AST blog and give us your thoughts and experiences. I'm sure you have something that you've learned or experienced that would be in encouraging to others. You know, it's not easy to generate the energy or find the time and focus to participate in a lot of the incredible work that's going on in the community. The autism community has so many different ways to get involved. But you don't have to be that super advocate. Uh, when everyone pitches in a little, then advocacy becomes especially powerful and sometimes magical. Everyone has something to share and everyone has struggles that they're dealing with. And getting connected, getting connected is so important. I can tell you that one struggle that many uh, many parents are facing now is understanding uh, their uh, insurance companies and what insurance has to offer, as uh, as Matt Asner was talking about. With new insurance mandates, there's more opportunity for services, but there's also uh, more work in figuring it out. It's uh, it's great that insurance companies are paying for autism services in 31 states, but some states are making it smoother than others, and in many cases, it's hard to figure out just how to get approved and what you need to fill out and who's available to provide his services. It's a new stressor for many parents, and unfortunately, there's no way around ultimately dealing with insurance companies. This is an area that many of you have asked for help, and we're hearing you loud and clear. Uh, there's a new insurance mandate in California starting July 1, and many parents have questions about what to do and what it means for their current services. So, you know, uh, you, you should um, uh, contact us, AST. We're conducting a series of free workshops on how to utilize your insurance for autism services. That's really important. We're conducting them in different regions that we serve. You can find out more on our website, autismtherapies.com, our Facebook page at Autism Therapies. Or if you'd like to do it the old-fashioned way, you can just give us a call. Um, we'd love to talk to you. 866-278-1520. 
you can ask for an insurance specialist and ask your questions right on the phone. Again, 866-278-1520. And hopefully we can help you through the stress of the insurance maze. And if you can help us, that would be great too. Share what has worked for you. Share that on our blog. This is uh, one of those areas where everyone needs to know what to expect and what they can do to make it easier. So if you've had an experience with your insurance company to share, positive or negative, um, please put it on the blog so we can all learn together. Next week, um, I just want to let you know I'm going to have the pleasure of speaking with Joe Ashline. Joe is a popular blog writer for the Orange County Register, and if you live in OC, you probably know her work well. Her perspective on OC moms is definitely lively and clever and pretty direct. <laughs> she has a column called The Modified Life. Uh, her column is The Modified Life, yes, which uh, chronicles her struggles, her life lessons, and her victories as a mom of a child with autism. Uh, Joe's writings hold great humor and truth, and I'm confident our conversation next week will as well. I encourage you to read some of her materials this week. I'm sure you will enjoy it, and you can find links to all of her blogs via her website, joashline.com, J-O-A-S-H-L-I-N-E.com, or on the OC Registers uh, site under OC Moms. Uh, if there's anything you want me to ask her or want her to share more, uh, send me an email, more info at autismtherapies.com, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on what to share. I would like to share with you an interesting quote from Joe's blog from Mother's Day. Uh, she wrote this in her piece in the OC Register for uh, Moms of Special Needs Kids. She wrote, when someone says limitations, these moms hear limitless. When someone says impossible, these moms think, is that a dare? When someone says, the odds don't look good. These moms proclaim that they were never any good at math and in any way they're going to proceed to believe in miracles. And when the going gets tough, these moms think, oh, thank God, because tough is better than excruciating IEP meetings, tedious doctor visits, harrowing attempts at potty training, and atrocious dealings with ignorant members of society. Tough is a welcome break, and these moms can do tough all day long because they aren't just rock stars, they're rocks. And that's the spirit of Joe Ashline. And I hope you are looking forward to her wit and insight next week, like I am. While Joe is entertaining and interesting, she is also a strong advocate. And during a recent video interview for AST, Joe shared that she was not always this strong. She took her son's diagnosis very hard. And like many, she shut down, shut down hard. And she needed a lot of support. And I think it's inspiring to see where her path took her and how her writings and spirit are such a gift to parents searching for their own strength. And I really look forward to hearing uh, Joe Ashline, uh, her story next week and her perspective on parenting a child with autism. So tune into next week's show to hear more from her. Before I go, I do want to share some events and opportunities that are coming up. The first one is one that I probably should have shared uh, a long time ago, but I forgot. But I want to share it now. Uh, for many of us in the autism community, the annual ABAI convention is a great opportunity to connect, share information, and learn about latest research and treatments. It's very treatment-focused. This conference is... Uh, ABAI, it's a, it's the Association for Behavior Analysis International, and their website is abaiinternational.org. This year's convention is uh, May 25th to 29th. Yes, it's the it's the Memorial Day weekend, but I'm I'm going to be there along with some of our great staff. So uh, if you do attend, come by our booth and say hello, grab some stuff. Uh, when I get back, I'll certainly share some of what I learned with the listeners. There's going to be uh, 29 workshops specific to autism treatments and education. Uh, using uh, use of technology seems to be a big uh, topic this year. There'll be 60 presentations on autism and hundreds of poster presentations. And lastly, uh, don't forget that it is uh, summertime very soon, and we have fantastic program in several of our locations for summer camps. So check out our website to find out uh, when those are happening. 
So uh, I'm very excited to speak with another powerful advocate next week. I hope you join us and don't miss it. Until then, please have a great week. Talk to you soon. We hope you've had some questions about autism answered this week. Autism Spectrum Radio can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Please join your host, Dr. Bill Freya, for another edition next week. Mm-hmm.